Hey, what's going on guys? We got Joel Evans on this week. He's a former police officer turned into a all-natural health and fitness guy and uh, just kicking butt and just this cool, calm, collective guy. But we're going to talk about lessons in fatherhood today and we're going to dive into it because there is no blueprint for being a father. So let's get into that right now. Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. What's going on, guys? This is the Purpose Infused Brotherhood podcast, and we are super excited to have Joel Evans on here today. Uh, And uh, just delighted to rip on lessons from fatherhood because, man, there's no blueprint to fatherhood. There's a whole bunch of different things. So he's going to go through his experience. We're going to chat it up today about being a father, that fatherhood thing, and all kinds of realms. We don't know where it's going to go, but it's going to go somewhere awesome because Joel's an awesome dude too. So uh, we're just super excited to have you on here, Joel. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And uh, so John, uh, say what's up. And at the end, Joel's going to give you guys the top three ways that you can be a healthier and happier father. Um, So we're going to do that. John, take it away, brother. Hey, man, I'm super glad to be here for sure. Uh, Sorry, I missed out last week. A little sickness kick in and uh, was probably better off without me. But yeah, glad to be here with Joel. Joel's a 15 year, was a 15 year first responder, uh, you know, and then lost his job and found his true purpose, you know, holistic health coaching. Uh, He's got his podcast called The Hacked Life. Uh, Looks like he's had some awesome experts on there. Dave Asprey, Rob Wolf, Dave Meltzer, one of my favorite people Mm -hmm. in the world. And his motto is to live healthy and and live happy. And hey, Dave, or... uh, Joel, we'd love to start out with wins for the week here. Um, so go ahead and give us one for you. Yeah, let's go. Thanks, uh, thanks, Clay and John. Appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, wins for the week, man. I mean, it can be so simple for me. Really, the wins of the week is that I'm alive. <laughs> that my <laughs> toes it. are my toes are weak. My toes are. Uh, I took another breath today. My toes are moving. I'm functional. I got up and uh, I haven't. I took another breath. I mean, honestly, like that's that's a huge win. And I, I mean, I really just go down to that that simplicity because there's there's so much just chaos and things coming through our lives right now. Um, we forget, and I am one of them that forgets to sit and smell the roses. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm extremely grateful for that. But if you want me to give you even like a higher level, uh, just win, um, I would say just, uh, st- you know, uh, being on point, being on, um, being intentional and being focused on my habits and um, hitting those metrics on, on a daily basis like that, uh, that charges me because the more I continue to do that, the more I show up as a better dad, as a better leader uh, for not only my, my clients, but for my family. So, yeah. Dude, you're awesome. talking our language, man. That's absolutely. what we're talking about. This is absolutely 100% in there. You know, I think that's one of the things that's it's so important is waking up with intention for that day and just have that gratitude, man. Like you, you got another day. And I think that's one of the things like for me, I missed a lot in my life is that, like I woke up annoyed and just kept going, like just went. And instead of waking up with gratitude and, and the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, ah, yeah, that's right. Today's the day. That's what we're talking about. So uh, I think that's awesome, man. And everything you said there, what we want you to do right now is we're going to give you two minutes from birth 
till now to see this is like our brotherhood challenge now that we have going on from birth till now if you can give a rundown in two minutes we're gonna we're gonna set no, I'm just, we're not gonna set a timer for you but <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna set my own timer and see if i can beat because i like to talk all right so uh you know i grew up in fairfield california about an hour away from san francisco and about another hour in be, uh, away from sacramento that's where i grew up uh, you know, my father was a police officer. My mom worked for the government and uh, I was taught really just to go out and get good grades, get a good job, have a white picket fence. And that was what I was conditioned to doing. And guess what? I went out and I did that. Uh, I went to college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I wasn't sure. I think I'm sure like many people at 18 years old, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had many friends that went to elite Ivy schools, Stanford, Harvard, uh, Cal Berkeley, I went nowhere because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I wasn't connected um, with that. I, I didn't know. I just was following the plan that my parents said, good, good grades. And I did that. And so I was lost. And at 18, I was on, I went on this discovery for myself. And um, man, I'm glad I did. But even even then, I mean, at 25 years old, I was at my, I remember I was at my dad's house and uh, my parents had separated. I was at my dad's house and I was walking home after uh, I was working for a car dealership, selling cars all day. And if anybody's ever worked in the car industry, you work bell to bell. That's what they call it, 12 hour shifts. And it's just terrible. They run those guys ragged. And uh, I was deadbeat. And he goes, Joel, I think you should join the the local PD. I know you really want to work for the FBI, but I think you should become a police officer. I'm like, I don't want to do what you did, dad. And uh, he goes, but you know, you know, here's the thing. You can get some experience and then you can go work for the FBI. I'm like, you know what, dad, as stupid as I think you are, that's the best thing you ever said. I'm like, <laughs> you're right. Let's go. So I applied for the Oakland police department and I got hired. If anybody at 25 years old, if anybody knows anything about Oakland, California, it is top five dead or alive. I mean, look it up right now. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but it is one of the most dangerous cities in the world and top robbery, top uh, high um, violent crime in the nation, always in the top five. Um, so I worked there for about six years and then I lateraled over to San Francisco PD, where I worked for almost eight and a half years, coming on my 15th year, had a nice career there. And um, I'll tell you what happened. Um, I was, I'm at the two minute mark, but I was given, an, they they gave me an ultimatum. That's pretty close. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm almost done. They gave me an ultimatum, October 2021. They said, Joel, you have to inject this experimental product in your body. And if you don't, we are going to fire you. And I said, well, I guess you're gonna have to fire me because I'm not gonna do it. And um, Lo and behold, uh, luckily I was building my coaching business in the background, my virtual health coaching business, holistic health coaching business. And I had already started my podcast two years prior. And so I went all in on it and I felt like I was telling you guys offline, this was a sign for me from God, from source, whatever you believe in, that it's time to go all in and stop playing one foot in, one foot out. And so here I am. That's actually how we connected, right? Yep, so it's, it's serendipitous that all these, uh, I would have never connected with you guys had that not happened. 100%, man. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. And like I said, offline, good for you for standing on your yeah. values and your morals, man. 100% respect for sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, I, I, me too. Like, I, it didn't come down to that. I'm in education, so it didn't come down to that. But um, if it would have, I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and again, whatever, else, whatever everybody's thoughts are about that and things like that, that that's your own thoughts. It's, you know, and I think that's one of the big things too is, is us just being able to have some of those conversations say, hey, this is my choice. This is your choice and respect people's choices. That's 100 percent. And I would make that clear to anybody. If, if you don't know me and you're like, thinking, what is this guy saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm in alignment with that. Do whatever you want. I really don't care. I'm not here to judge you. And I hope you don't judge me. And, and I would like everyone to know, like, I have a mother who's in her 70s and, uh, my, and my dad is in his 70s. Like, if I really, truly believe that this this product was so important I would absolutely get it because I would never want to put you or my family in harm. So just know that. Uh, but just 
the from what I read and what I understood, it didn't it didn't align with me. So that that's all. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think that's totally great. And, and that's what I love about the brotherhood and, and our conversations is that we have conversations. It's not about, it's about understanding rather than like persuasion. And we're not yeah. here to try to persuade anybody or anything like that. Like, it's just, Hey, here's the conversations. Here's the thought process. Here's your understanding and respecting those understanding. Uh, because the more that we understand each other, the more we understand each other. Uh, and I think that's one of the things And we don't have this dumb fight about this or that or that or persuasion because persuasion is just, Hey, no, come to my side or come to my, who's right. Who's wrong. Who cares? Like, all right. It's your life. It's your choice, man. Like, like those are the things like, Hey, if you want to do that, um, do it. If you want to put tasty cakes and cookies in your mouth every day. Cool. That's awesome, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I don't, sure. whatever, sure. um, you know, but now I got one other question. I can't quite read what the heck your shirt says. I says, no, it says gratitude at the top, but then I couldn't see it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I nice. dig it. I love it. Gratitude over fear. Love it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll send you one. Awesome. I, I love it. Because I'm yeah. telling you, I've always felt that, you know, gratitude is the secret juice to life. You know what 100%. I mean? That's the, uh, the lesson I've learned in the last few years for sure. Yeah. yeah dive absolutely. into that. Joel, dive into that. Gratitude over fear, man. What? Because you just said you make it. So let's let it rip, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a simple concept. I think we've all heard it over the last, you know, five years, uh, you know, everyone create a gratitude journal, create a gratitude journal. And it's so, it's so, it's getting like probably overused, but it really is. I mean, at the end of the day, there is nothing that vibrates faster than the truth mm -hmm. and gratitude and love. And so when you understand that, like that is a, that is creating a peak state. And, and I mean, like, if you think about it too, on a higher level, like if you are, if when we were getting on clay, right? Like things were working, we had technological issues. And what did we all say together? We're like, who cares? We're here. It's all that matters. And, and, it, and it's working, right? It's that little pause. It's that little remembrance of like, hey, we're, we're here. We are in the now. Gratitude brings you back to the now. It grounds you. And you realize that you have really nothing to fear. Anger and fear. If you have anger and fear, then you, you, you will always be in lack. You will always be in scarcity and you will always be held back from reaching the highest version of you. When you are in a state of gratitude and bliss, like what can you not handle? What can you not do? Yeah. What cannot you not, what cannot be thrown your way? Because you're always seeing the good. And even as a dad, I can just throw this back into fatherhood yep. that when you look for the good, the good continues, right? Yes. And so often in our kids, we look for what they're not doing right. And it's so easy to see and get triggered by them. I, and I'm guilty of it too. Like, you know, I see them and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. But it's like 90, 95% of the time, maybe even more 99% of the time, they're actually doing an amazing job, but mm -hmm. we're just not looking for it. Cause we're always looking for what they're not doing. And so again, it's just that refocus. It's that, it's that refocus and that reframe. And when, and I, and I think, you know, I made these shirts too at the height of the pandemic when people were scared, they were living yeah. in fear. And so I think now even just thinking about this shirt was made two years ago. And I just think about it like, yeah, over everything, like just that ability to say, thank you. I have gratitude 100%. over that, 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 that two years ago, the fear was just palpable, especially Dude, in San Francisco yeah, yeah. where I live. Yeah. So oh, yeah, <laughs> you could yeah, taste yeah. it. And, uh, man, when you have gratitude, um, you can, you can rip, you can, rip through those tides of fear 100 sure. it was just like your win for the week saying you know winning was waking up you know what i mean and, and that's true like just having that gratitude for that because and, and here's the thing that we got to understand is that literally today millions of people didn't wake up but we did like we have the opportunity to be together here right now and just leave it all in the field right now and that's really one of the things that i love is it and, and personally you have that opportunity every single day to wake up step across that line and leave it all in the field like that's what i love i, I love that and once 
once I really grasped onto that and understood how powerful that was, my life started changing, but I started practicing gratitude more to get to that space where I can be like, just waking up is like, damn, okay, this is good. This is good. Like, this is a great day. I just woke up. I said it this morning to a, to one of my fellow teachers, like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, great. I woke up today. It's got to be a good day. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Some people were like, dude, that's a little morbid. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm excited that I woke up. Well, the other part of it is that you didn't. I'm like, yeah, but I woke up today. So I'm excited about having today. Like yeah. I could have not woke up today <laughs> and then I Absolutely. wouldn't have known about it, but I would have, you know, and, and that's where it is. So let's, let's jump into fatherhood um, because there is no blueprint. There is no like, Hey, Joel, uh, you got kids now, and then uh, here it is. If you do X, Y, and Z, you know, here it is. Just like when you were talking at the beginning, too, it was like, hey, you were told go to school, get a good education, get a good job, you know, go to college, get a good job, get a white picket fence, all that kind of stuff. And you found out, like, oh, well, shit, that doesn't really work. I did that, too. Like, you were talking. I was like, yeah, that, that's what we do. John, a lot of our guys um, feel the same way, but there's no blueprint for that. So let's jump into fatherhood. What has been one of the biggest let's start with struggles first and then wins because we always want to want to have kind of look at both sides as as a father early on or even right now what's one of been one of the biggest struggles that you have had to overcome or deal with personally that as as a father in those rooms yeah awesome question so actually it goes back to what you just said it goes back to those old beliefs and i've had to unpack this a lot luckily i have an amazing wife who loves let me tell you something my wife is probably my greatest i pay a lot of coaches to look for my blind spots and she always says joel i don't know why you pay these coaches so much money like i i i've been telling you that forever and i'm like yeah you you actually have and then the more that i kind of lean into that i'm like she's right she's she's probably my best life coach she sees all my blind spots and and um you know, the more I lean into accepting that uh, she can be right, um, I, I learn a lot, and it forces Amazing me. Amazing how grow. that works out. It forces me to grow for sure. And you know, one of the things I just realized over the last, my oldest son is nine, and I have a five-year-old. And one of the things I've just come to the realization over the last nine years is that I expected fatherhood to look a certain way or be a certain way based on the way that I was raised. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is that's not true. And I think, again, going back to beliefs like, oh, I just thought this was something you were supposed to do. Not that I didn't want to have kids. It was intentional, but it was I think I thought there was an idea of like, it'll just be an autopilot. Like mm -hmm. this is, you know, and then they go to school and then they do this. Well, no, it's not. And if you want to be a good dad, you have to really be intentional about that. And I'm very intentional when it comes to my business. I'm very intentional when it comes to my health. But for a long time, I wasn't intentional about how I was going to be a dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a bad dad, but I wasn't a great dad. I was yep. just good. I was just putting in the bare minimum effort. Yes, I put food on the table. Yes, he gets to do whatever he wants in terms of activities. No, I don't spank him. But that's just honestly, like, that's just bare minimum stuff. And now I just realized I didn't, I didn't understand who do I want to be as a dad. I never asked myself these questions. Oh. These are some deep questions you have to go and ask yourself. And when you start asking those questions, you start to realize, hey, uh, maybe <laughs> you never thought about these things. And get, like you said, there is no blueprint. Nobody told you these things. My dad didn't tell me this. My dad was uh, also 
a great dad. I, I didn't have any issues with him. I grew up in a middle-class home. He took care of me. He supported me. But my dad was a, he's a police officer. He'd work, uh, he'd work like nine to five, come home and he'd watch TV for most of the day. And not like every day, but that was like the majority of his life. I don't watch TV at all. Not because I'm some pious, righteous person. It's just not who I am. I like to read. I like to grow. I like to do other things. So in my mind, I might think, well, I'm better than my dad. But I'm almost ignoring my kids in just a different way, right, mm -hmm. that my dad might have ignored me. And again, no shade on my dad. I love my dad. But just recognizing how my belief and how fatherhood was based on what my dad was doing, yeah. I think I'm doing good enough. Yep. And the fact of the matter is I wasn't and I haven't been. So that has probably been the biggest shift. And then I think the from a tactical standpoint, it really just goes back to, again, managing my own emotions and what are my triggers. My, my oldest, he is the opposite of completely Joel. He is not me. He has long hair. He's a wild child. He, he, um, he, he's not even interested in like the thing. He's interested in cars and building things. I don't know how to build a thing. I grew up <laughs> playing a foot, throwing football and baseball. He doesn't want to do anything. So he wants to play gymnastics and he wants to learn how to build uh, cars and like tinker with things. And I'm the worst guy at those. So um, really it's about um, – Again, and maybe maybe it's one of the same, but it's it's about um, in order for me to find out my triggers, I, I can get easily triggered by his emotions, and so I have mm -hmm. to detach a lot from that. And I'd say those are the two two, two biggest things for me. Yeah, nice. Uh, awesome. Listen, I love it because awesome. here, here's uh, I I was asked this. You were so right because it, you said here, who do I want to be as a dad? And and here's Keep here's on. the thing, like when I was going through my stuff, like in uh, seven years ago, thirty five years old, sitting here a panic attack over a TV show, like what is this going on? Like I was not showing up for my family the way I wanted to. I was not even showing up for myself the way I wanted to. And as I was going through and building and growing, uh, it was on it was on Instagram in a DM. And I was just talking with somebody. I don't even know who it was, but they're like, well, just, he's like, well, what's your? We start talking about purpose, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. And he goes, well, what's you know, what's yours? And I was like, you know what? I, I just, I want to be a great dad. And then he goes, what's that mean? And I'm going, fuck, I don't know. I was like, I went, I don't know. And he goes, well, you might want to figure that out. How can you be something you don't even know what it is? And I'm going, damn. Okay. So when you're, when you're saying that, when you said that, I'm like, dude, there's so many guys that we ask and guys that come into the brotherhood, the dads, the busy dads that we get, we're like, well, what kind of dad do you want to be? And you're like, I don't know. I just want to be a great one. Well, what's that look like to you? How does that what when when you step across that line? How does that you how do you show up as a great dad? You know what qualities does you have? How are you talking to your kids? How are you treating your wife? How are you like doing these different things? If you don't have a vision of what that looks like, you can't produce that result. And it's like right right there with what you just said. I'm like, if you guys are listening to this episode right now, I know we're going to say a whole bunch of other good shit. But right now, go back and listen to that again and listen to what Joel said because this is so, so important. You, I, We all know you want to be a great dad. But if you don't have that in your mind, what that looks like, and clearly defined, boom, to a point, then you can't be it because you don't know what it is. So Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, that. because it, it sets that intention of you wanting to be there and and knowing and taking that knowledge of, you know, I want to do this. And yeah. and that's awesome. Good for you for, you know, recognizing that and, and, and pushing forward in that regard yeah. for sure. 100%. My wife recognized that. I just accepted that it was, there true. you go. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and, you know, something that I, uh, that kind of came to me when you were talking was, is like, my kids are all older now. My kids are 32, 25 and 22. Um, so it's like now 
even them growing up, the difference between them and the kids today mm-hmm. is just astronomical. Yeah. The, the things that the kids today are exposed to versus the things that my kids were exposed to is almost completely different. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they're only yep. 15, yeah. 20 years, you know, 15 years older than yours. I, and, yeah. and that's amazing to me. And, and I give huge credit and also, also stand on the other side of it sometimes going, man, I'm kind of glad I had mine when I did. It was a little <laughs> bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I can say I've been in edu- education for 20 years and when I started till now, pfft, totally, it's, it's a totally different world. Um, let's go over to the other side, Joel. So, so there was, well, there was your struggles. What's been your greatest strength as, as becoming a father? What strength did that build in you? Cause uh, anybody would say when you had kids, I mean, you could probably say it too and let me know if we're wrong, but when you had your, your first kid, you were like, Oh damn, okay. The world's a little bit different now. So like what, what strengths did that bring out in you? The interesting thing, when I go back in time, I credit my son, actually my firstborn. He is the one I say who, you know, jettisoned me into becoming an entrepreneur and actually doing what I, what I do now because, so that's crazy. Right. So I remember, you know, um, that's almost nine years ago and I had him and I was rocking him. I was being a new dad. I was rocking him to sleep for his naps. And so I was holding on to him for two hours while I was just sitting there. And it was the most ridiculous thing to do because I didn't want him to cry, I guess. I don't know. I was just telling him, I just did whatever my wife told me to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, uh, I'm sitting there for two hours and I'm like, well, I, I got to do something because I, I'm a growth mindset kind of person. I like to be busy doing things. And, I can't just be doing nothing for two hours. It's crazy. So I started listening to podcasts. I never listened to podcasts before. And that exposure to podcasts led me into this world of entrepreneurship and then also down a rabbit hole of health that I had never heard. I heard I started listening to podcasts from mentors of mine that now they're mentors. But at the time, I'm like, man, I never even heard. They up-leveled my game and it was free content. I'm like, I never even heard. I thought I was a healthy guy. I never even heard of this stuff. What is this guy talking about? And it forced me to go down the rabbit hole of wanting to learn more and learn more. And then again, on the entrepreneurship side, I heard these guys with podcasts and I go, I can do exactly what these guys are doing. No ego. I just felt like I could do what this guy's doing. I didn't know you could have a business this way. Maybe I would have never even gone into police work if someone had actually taught me this. And don't get me wrong. I love police work. I, I loved it. It was a, it's a very noble profession still to this day. And, and um, I'm happy for what I learned yeah. from those experiences. No doubt about it. Had a lot yeah, of good we, times we and a lot of the hell appreciate the hell of you for doing Absolutely. it too yeah and i mean you know there's experiences i mean i think back even now i mean there's like i'm just laughing I'm like man there's i almost died that day like there's some <laughs> fun crazy stories i have so no uh i'm so happy i actually did that but um my, my point being going back to what i talked about in the beginning was just that idea of beliefs i'm like man mm-hmm. if someone had told me you could have been an entrepreneur early on i didn't have that foundation maybe i would have done that and so i felt like i was starting all over and kids kind of, again, the big thing with the biggest reset with kids was I started to realize it used to be the Joel show. It made my wife might say it still is, but I say it, um, I, I stopped thinking all about me, my right. ego, what I want to do. And I really started going outwards and really thinking, how can I serve? How can I help others? And I, I just kind of dissolved a little bit. It, it stopped being so much about me and I didn't care about all the accolades that I was going to create. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, how can I serve the world, including make the world better for my son and give him more? So that was the real, those are all the, the biggest things that man uh, definitely uplifted me. And, and, and until this day, I think and my, my kid also, I'll say he had some health challenges, nothing crazy, 
But because of that, it forced me to want to learn more. Like, how do I heal him? How do I get to the root cause of this? No other doctor, no Western doc can help me. And some of even the functional doctors I'm going to aren't helping me. So it forced me to learn new things. And now I can pass that on to my clients because yeah. I was forced to learn it. So 100%. Yeah, yeah man. It's uh, like I say uh, for, and John, I'll get your, your thoughts too, is, but like for me, man, my daughter came into the world. I was scared shitless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he panic attacked at night. Like uh, my wife at the time there, you know, but my first wife, his mom, her mom, like she woke me up at like two and I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is actually happening. Like full on sweat. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, we need to go to the hospital. I was like, game time. Let's go. It's just like this flip of the switch, you know, going from scared shit to like, no, this is it. And then, um, you know, so it, it goes into those different things because there are struggles along the way. But no matter what, just like you said, there are strengths that come from it because I think, you know, having a kid does those two things for you. It makes you realize, hey, here's where I do struggle. Here's how I do have to get better. But also, man, here's where I'm really good at. Here's here's a, in my heart, in the heart, my heart of hearts, my purpose and how I do it. Here's my gifts like it, man, it just helps you bring those gifts out to you if you allow it to. And I think what you just said there and shared with us and allowed you to do that. That's awesome too, because what you do now, your son was an influence on being able to do that. And that's awesome. Super awesome. Yeah. yeah so, sure. so cool. John, I know you got a question, man. For sure. That's awesome. And, and, you know, that's, it's one of those natural things. Usually I think it feels, at least to me, it seems natural that once you have that firstborn, like I said, I have three kids, my daughter's my stepdaughter. She was five when we, when we got married. Uh, so my son, the one that just turned 25, uh, when he came into the world, it would definitely, it makes you realize that there's more in the world than you and, and what yeah. you got going on and yeah. for sure. And when he hit 25 the other day, I had to do that. Oh shit. 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's quarter, funny. Man. I mean, my, my, my kid's nine. I'm like, man, one more year, you'd be 10. I'm like, where yeah. did it like a decade? You were, you're a decade already. Like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> It yeah, the kid, kid thing too, you never realize. I think once I had a kid and some of my friends didn't have kids, I just was like, you guys are all selfish assholes. Like, you didn't have a kid. Like, you, you're all selfish. You don't know how selfish you are. I didn't know how selfish I was. I was like, That's man, so I wasted true, man. so much time. When you have kids, you really value your time and you just realize, man, I, I yeah, I don't want to say I blew opportunities, but just uh, you just don't realize how um, valuable your time is. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So how now, valuable, how valuable, uh, well, I was going to say real quick, John, it's how valuable your time is, but how valuable you are. I think we missed that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And now, so with your the holistic health stuff, now it's something that definitely I'm interested in. I've I've done some reading and some knowledge, and uh, you know Gary Brecka. I don't know if you're sure familiar with Gary Brecka. I mean, he was at Create again this year. It's phenomenal, amazing. dude. Man, he's amazing. Um, and him and and Dr. Gundry are definitely uh, you know I've read all of his books so far and uh yeah you know definitely learned a lot of good stuff as far as that gut health and the importance of that speak on that a little bit because that's something that we've now started to implement into our brotherhood group is that health component and the fitness and you know that that definitely is something that i think that a lot of people are now just finally starting to catch on to and realize yeah, and what are some of your big uh points that you can might help give somebody some direction in 100 percent yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think many of us, we try to compartmentalize things. We try to say, oh, we, we try to create this work-life balance. We try to say, oh, you know, it's okay that I'm driving a Ferrari and I'm making tons of money, but my marriage is shit. Or I, I, I make tons of money and I drive a Ferrari, 
but I'm 300 pounds and I'm overweight and I'm not healthy, but who cares? Cause I'm making a lot of money. So like mm -hmm. I eventually I can get to that and we try to compartmentalize. And my whole point is you can't, they're all one. They're all one of the same. Stop trying to think that it's okay that you justify it. You can't imagine if you imagine if you were, uh, if you were fit and you weren't 300 pounds and you weren't overweight, you'd probably make $3 million. You'd probably even make more money right. than you would. And think how much better your relationship would be if your health was dialed in. Mm -hmm. So for me, again, it's all one thing. And once you realize that, you can't have, to me, you can't have one without the other, yep. right? And so that I think is the importance when you're talking about the the elite dad or the elite man, like you've got to, you've got, health has got to be a priority. It's got to be a value. It's got to be something that you cherish because you, here's the thing. And, and Dave Meltzer talks about this, that, you know, a sick person has only one wish and that's to be healthy. A healthy mm. person has as many wishes as they want. Mm. So think about uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, one of the greatest entrepreneurs in all time, died of cancer at a young age. Do you think Steve, he had all the money in the world. Do you think he would have said, man, I, I wish I had, of course, do you think I would have prioritized my health better if I had known I could have prevented this cancer, I could have done whatever? Absolutely, he would have. No doubt about it. And so, I, I, again, yeah, it's it's super important. And again, I think one other thing I'll say on it, why is fitness or health, why is it so important to be an elite dad? When, when you're healthy, this is just what I see across the board. When you're healthy, you're confident. When you're mm -hmm. confident, you have higher self-esteem. When you have higher self-esteem, you start living your highest version of who you are. And you go out and you crush your goals and you have more impact on the world. You have more, you impact the, your mission. You start to impact people and it starts to radiate that joy, that energy. And that permeates, that's a vibration. Like we we're talking about mm -hmm. gratitude that permeates into your community and just your, your family, your yeah. kids, who they are. So and then imagine what, how are you going to set your kids up? One of the ways that we know kids learn is either you teach them and one of the other ways is modeling. Yep. So the, who are you, the model that you show up <laughs> for your kids, right? Yep. I was just on the phone with the, with the, one of my clients today and he was talking to me about how he's been, he went, yeah, you know, I kind of messed up and kind of slipped up and uh, went to Taco Bell and, you know, sometimes he's like, I don't even go for me. I go for the kids. And then, but you know, I might get something. I'm like, well, here's the thing. Why are you even going for the kids? Like, I bet your wife makes better tacos than Taco Bell. Like, you shouldn't even be there is my point. Like, it's a cultural change. Like, imagine if you're like, kids, we're not going there because it's not healthy. And here's why. I'll make you tacos or I'll do this or let's go to the store and we'll get something. Like, you are changing the culture yeah. within your family dynamic. 100%. And I told them, for me, the last thing I'll say is I even told them in that example, I said, listen, for me – I don't even go to Taco Bell. And I said, again, this isn't like a righteous thing. Like, oh, I'm just, he's just too good to go to Taco Bell. No, it's a, it's a value thing. It's like, I think about what Taco Bell is putting in their food. I'm like, man, that's just going to destroy me. That's yeah. just inflammation. I, I don't want that. And it, it, I just, you know, it doesn't even occur to me is what I'm saying. It doesn't even occur to me. That's an option. Believe yeah. it. And even if I'm traveling on the road, like I do on road trips and go to, go to conferences and stuff, I, I, you won't see me stop at a Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, there I'll, I'll pick something that's the least lesser of two evils, but it won't be Taco Bell. And that's just because that's just my higher standards, the yeah, higher yeah, standard yeah. that I have for myself. Right. You said, yeah, we went down to the Korea conference. I had my own, <laughs> I brought all my own food to the, the grilled chicken from Sam's club. It's already cooked and everything like that. Macros on it are awesome too. So that's just a good, good tip there for anybody out there. But Boom. no, like, there you go. 
hundred percent, hundred percent get that because, and I think this is one of the things you said about value. Um, and when you talk about when you're healthier and happier as a dad, you show up for your family so much different. You know, when you look in that mirror and you have that dad bell and you have that pudge and it's jiggling around, or you go into the pool and you're like jumping in the pool and you're like, all right, is everybody like, you're walking around like with your hands over this, just to cover up the gut that you don't like, you don't feel as confident. I mean, you can sit there and be like, yeah, but when you look in the mirror, you're like, uh, I don't like that. And if you don't like that, then you're definitely sitting there going, Hey, does my wife think it sucks too? Like that's, I mean, that's right where I go. I'm like, Hey, if I don't like it, my wife's probably looking at me and goes, she probably don't like it either. You know? And, and that's where it's like that confidence, that uh, sense of, of pride in oneself. But, and, and that's where I wanted to go with this too, is, is what you just talked about there is think about when you do those things, think about those commitments you make to yourself and then you keep it and say, boom, right there it is, right there it is. Like I made another commitment. I got another win. I got another win. And what it does is it might not show up. Like this was one thing that was hard for us in my wife's fit, fitness and nutrition journey, my fitness and nutrition journey. The hardest thing was to keep us going while our kid, we, we taught our kids already like McDonald's and stuff like that, like all those different things. Like we didn't teach our kids good habits to start with, but now yeah. they see us and now they're like, okay. So they pick up these different habits, but as a father and my wife, as a mother, like we have shown our kids that discipline hard work hard work and just the ability to to value ourselves is that important that we either won't put not so great stuff in our body and we we won't tolerate these different things over here that don't serve us and don't allow us to move forward to the life we really want um, and I think that's one of the, been the biggest change over the past two years for my wife and I um, just what you said there but the value that you give to yourself. Um, talk about that, you know, cause I, I, I know, I know your brain's running and I'm like, yes. And everything you've said so far, I'm like, yeah, when you're talking about that dad, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, don't talk in my life. So go into that value, personal, that self value. So here's the thing. People come to me all the time to, to lose weight holistically. Right. Cause I don't teach people to count macros or go to the gym six days a week. Now, great. You can go ahead and do that. You just, I'm not the coach for you. I don't yeah. teach that. And I don't think it's necessary. I've been, my weight is I'm in phenomenal. I don't want to say phenomenal shape, but I'm in great shape. I just turned 40 years old. And for the last nine years, I haven't stepped foot in a gym. So it's possible to do all the things I'm talking about. I'm not like talking out of my my butt here, what I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's possible to do this when you have these certain ha built in habits right. and you understand some certain principles, but people come to me all the time and they say, I'm like, Hey, why are you overweight? Or why, why, why are you not healthy? And they never tell me, well, I shouldn't say they never, but not the majority don't say, Joel, it's because I need to exercise more and I need to eat less. They don't say that. They tell me this, I have a commitment problem. Mm -hmm. I have a consistency problem. Yep. I hear those two words over and over and over and over again. That that's not a that's not a macro issue. That's not an exercise problem. That's right here. That's the mindset issue. And so that goes back into your values. So my question wouldn't be the first question I'd have for these folks is all right, well, I'm going to put you on this macro plan and this is the diet you're going to do and here's the exercise plan. You're not going to do it. Why? Cuz you don't care. Because you don't have a North Star. You don't even know who you are. You don't even know what your values are. So the minute you get a bad day or you didn't get enough sleep or whatever, you go right back into your old self, your old habits, path of least resistance. The brain loves to just be lazy and fall into those old habits. And so that's what it does. 
And that's why you find yourself at Taco Bell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, when you know who you are and your values and you're you're in tune with that, oh, my number one value is health. Oh, my number one value, my my or I should say my top five values, whatever they are, is health, generosity, integrity, autonomy. Uh, when when you understand like, oh, these are the things that I gravitate to. This is who I want to be every day. Like we talk about who do you want to be. Yep. When you understand that, that's your values. That's who you stand up. That's what you, that's your truth. That's what you align to. Well, when you align with that, it's, you have so much more gravitational pull towards your values in times when you should be, you could be reaching for that box of pink donuts. Yep. Because the deal is this, the last thing I'll say is, you can't out willpower yourself through a bad diet. All of us have tried it. Oh, I just, I don't have enough willpower. I'm going to try. I'm going to really try not to go to the Taco Bell. I'm going to try not to reach into that pink box of donuts and yummies. You can only willpower yourself so long. You can do it for a little bit, but then you eventually catch up. Yep. Values, when you're aligned with your values, there is no willpower. There's like, it's just less effort. Correct. I'm not going to say it's going to be any effort. There's effort, but it's just less because it's like a magnetic force that you're attracted to that pulls you into this is who I am. Hundred percent. Sorry. See, I knew you were gonna let yeah. rip on that one. <laughs> For, oh, sure. <laughs> For sure. Let's get into start wrapping it up here. Uh we could literally talk forever. Um of course. Uh, but let's get into the top three um tools that you have for dads to be healthier and happier. because uh, that's really all it's about. When you're healthier, you're happier, you show up differently for yourself. When you show up differently for yourself, you show up differently for the people who you love and care for the most, which is your family. So what would you say, Joel, those top three tools? Because we're all about tools here, things that are usable, things that are valuable for our guys and our listeners, um, for those busy dads. Easy. Um, Number one, intentionality, right? Where do you put your focus to is where energy goes. We talked about that in the beginning. And um, again, for me, the biggest shift in my own family life, my business, I understood that intentionality, my work, my career, my money, my health, understood that. But for some reason, it didn't click over to as to being a dad. And I really think dads need to understand that. Whatever you're, if you're, if you're, you have an amazing six pack. And like I said in the beginning, it, you know, it's all one. So you can say, oh yeah, but I, I do that in the gym only. Well, you need to work out that muscle with your kids. Are you are you intentional about spending time with them one on one? I have two boys, so I make sure I spend one on one time. I make sure I have a date with at least one of them um, every week. I make sure I, I'm doing these things, and we make mm-hmm. sure we have these check ins. So that's very intentional. That's a very different dad than just like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope for the best. You know, <laughs> you. I tell this to clients all the time. If you don't, again, talking back to that values and that North Star, if you don't have that North Star, the world will just pull you wherever it feels like. And when the waves of the world want, when it gets tough, the waves just crash against your boat, it'll just dictate where it wants to go. But when you know that North Star, you fly, you are the rudder for that boat. That's the big difference. Number two, habits and systems. There's a, you know, as a police officer and even in the military, they, there's a quote that says, you will only rise to the same, to the level of your train, your highest level of training. Yep. So if you're put in a difficult situation or, and this is true, I saw it as a trainer who worked as a, in the training department, there were a lot of officers, they had never experienced being in that situation. So when you put them in the field and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he reacted that way and did that thing to that guy, that suspect, he totally overreacted or he shouldn't have shot that guy or whatever. Well, a lot of times as a trainer, I'd say he's never been put in that situation. 
he didn't have the mental blueprints to even go there. He didn't even, he didn't know how to react. Seriously. He didn't. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of errors made. So it's the same thing. If you haven't put yourself in that situation to the highest level of training, you'll never rise to that occasion on game day. Well, another way you could say it is you will never rise to the level of your systems or habits. Yeah. And so you really need to dial in guys. You really need to dial in your systems and habits because again, I mentioned earlier in the on one of the questions, and the brain is lazy. You will slip to the path of least resistance. The brain loves habits, though, believe it or not. It loves mm-hmm. it because it just makes it on autopilot for us. So if you can figure out ways to create the good ones, the sticky ones, continue to do that. Because don't ever tell me like, oh, well, uh, on game day, I'll, I will do 100 push-ups. No, you won't because you never yeah, you did won't. 100 push-ups in practice. So you, uh-huh. you won't. <laughs> it's the same thing with fatherhood. And then the last one is the shirt, baby, gratitude gratitude you you got to have gratitude if you don't have gratitude you will never you need to have a, a practice of gratitude you need to have a practice of looking for the good because if you don't you're just never going to see it and you're never going to be in the present moment and if uh, there's so much more on a higher level i could even go to metaphysics and what that means oh, yeah, yeah. but um but i won't even go there but <laughs> it, it's just it, it really is there's nothing faster that vibrates in the truth and that's gratitude so yep. cultivate that practice huge Awesome. Awesome, man. You freaking nailed all of those a hundred percent. And, and I'll just add into your habits and systems, you know, some, a book we've talked about many a times on here, a couple of them is, you know, atomic habits, of course, and then uh, compound effect. Those are both phenomenal books that, yeah, you know, listeners definitely check them out. That would definitely help in those regards for sure. Yep. hundred percent. Excellent books. I love those both. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. The, the atomic habits, man, I, I read, I, I read, actually quickly just because it was like wow this is so great because we're just cued from one thing to the next and how you set up your cues and how you have it stack is extremely important into what results you want to get so awesome love it we are going to do now and i think we forgot to mention to you but we're mentioning it to you now joel we got surprise. the quick <laughs> surprise we got what, did I, quick, what do i what do i win we got, uh time with us you know no. okay good <laughs> uh we got the quick hit q a so we have 10 questions, and you have five seconds to answer each question. Sweet. Ready to play? Let's go. Let's go. John, you going first? Sure. Here we go. What's your favorite animal? Ooh, dog. What kind of dog? <laughs> I don't I don't I'm know. A small curious. dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an animal guy, so that, that question threw me off right away. I was like, <laughs> none of them. I don't want to take know. care of another one. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel more... I had I had dogs and as a kid and nice. stuff. So okay, yeah, nice, I, nice. Yeah. Work or play? That's the second question. Work. Dodge. What's your favorite word? Ooh, gratitude. <laughs> Love it. it. Top book recommendation for our listeners. Mm, connected to goodness, David mm. Meltzer. It's a really good one. Really good one. And if you go to, is he still doing the free version of it? If you email him. Dave's that kind almost, of guy. I would, gonna, not, I would almost bet. I would almost bet, yeah. He will not say no. I would yeah. almost bet that if you email Dave at, at dmelter.com yeah. and ask for a book, he will send it to you. Yeah. I actually, I, got, I actually got mine on my birthday one year from him. I was nice, like, awesome. winning. Yeah, he's awesome, yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was on a site that I got that I got it from. So when I was listening yeah. to one of his podcasts, uh, Dave Mel- Meltzer, um, yeah. amazing. You guys need to go check it out. And again, go to his site uh, and they'll probably give you the free book. Amazing book too, by the way. Awesome. Who's your hero? Oh, um, man, I don't have five seconds. Sorry. That's okay. Um, man, these are good questions, by the way. Um, and they're, they're forced to think. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to go with my instinct. 
really came to is like, I don't, I don't know if I have a hero. Like I'm not, there's not a, and I don't mean that in an egotistical way. Um, I just don't, there's not, there's not anybody I'm, I'm following, like, I'm, if you were to, if you were to ask me, Joel, who do, who do you follow? Like, who's influencing you? Like me, like I'm, I'm not following anybody. I'm, I'm trying, I'm focusing on me as much as I can to develop me. And I, I, I really, the, uh, the more I've even dived into this and sorry, this is a long five second answer. No, you're, you're right. Right. This is a great I am, five second answer. I, I, I'm coming to the point too, where it's like, I, I don't even, I am nothing. Like I'm just, I am nothingness. And like, I'm not even, I'm just a soul. I'm not even my body. So like, I'm going even on a higher level here, but, um, but yeah, so I don't, I mean, when you ask for the heroes, I mean, I mean, there's so many, I mean, I don't know if you're looking for like somebody I follow or somebody who influences me. Whatever sure came to your mind. That's what we were looking but for. But really like nobody, nobody. I mean, I'm just, I'm only worried about what I can do and that's it. Nice. nice. I love it. Yeah. We're just, we're just, whatever comes to your mind and what you believe, yeah. what you feel, yeah. it's yours. Own it. Yeah. Uh, what is your deepest fear? That I am not enough. Mm. Two greatest questions. Am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Yep. If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you? No, I don't think so. I feel like I'm on a, I'm being guided and this is all part of the the process and I need to right. go through these for whatever reason. These are this, this is the process mm -hmm. and this is the, the creator's been sending me on this, this process and I'm just, just following where I need to be. I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be right now in life. Nice. What do you wish you would have learned sooner? I wish I would have learned sooner that uh, I am enough and that um, I wish I would have learned about these, these, like, these beliefs and that I, and then I was being manipulated by these beliefs and that probably would have reshaped my entire trajectory. And I would have probably never done the things that I did uh, as a police officer, but not that I'm mad about it. Like I said, I had a, I mean, I love what I did, but yeah. but yeah, for sure. Love it. Nice. Love it. Do you prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth? Soft, we'll say that again. Do you prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth? Sword. Yes, the sword people. I love my sword people. <laughs> Last one. What's your biggest strength? Um, I'm obsessed. I'm just and I'm and just resilient. I just I love to just get up and grind and go after it day in and day out. And every time I think about, oh man, it, it, about quitting, I just think, nope, got to keep going. I'm just mm -hmm. one step closer, one step closer. And um, I love that. And I think you have to be something I've learned over the last years to be an entrepreneur. You have to be somewhat crazy in the head mm -hmm. because not many people will do it because you get your your teeth kicked in day in and day out. And so just reminding myself that it's going to be good. That's, that's a, that's a strength that I think not a lot of people have. There's, there's only a select few of us, not to brag, not, I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but um, I'm, I'm working through my own stuff, believe me. Yeah. But I, but I, but I've started to kind of detach and go, wow, that that's kind of an amazing quality because not many people will do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Not many people will uh, align with their truth enough to be fired. That's something else I've kind of stepped down and like, wow, that's kind of crazy. You did that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think yeah. I, I should to say that aligning with your truth, no matter what. Yep. Right on. 100%, awesome. 100%, awesome. And I, we appreciate the hell out of you being here with us and, and all the time that we've had the great knowledge you've dropped. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Cause I'm sure they're going to want to be able to connect with you and, mm -hmm. and get some more from you. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm at at Joel Evan Coaching on Instagram. That's a great way to connect with me. I'm pretty active there, but who knows? Instagram could shut me down any day. So always just go to my website. I made it really simple for you, joelevancoaching.com. You can go there, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, Instagram like is the easiest way to just communicate and DM. Um, uh, and then the other thing is I have an amazing podcast, The Hacked Life Podcast. Go check that out. It's on all the major channels. Um, and I interview a lot of cool experts uh, like yourself who get on there and uh, share their knowledge and, and what they've learned. So yeah. Awesome, man. Joe, we appreciate you being here today, guys. I know you got a ton of out of this, so hit the rewind button and then write some stuff down and hit the rewind button again. I know you're probably going to have to rewind here a bunch of different times to get all those notes and all those nuggets. So, and what we ask you to do is to make sure that you go down below, rate, review, do those different things, and also share this with one other person that you know, one other busy dad that you know that's going to get something out of this because we got a ton out of this. We know you got a ton out of this. So, Joel, thank you for spending time with us here today and our listeners, and uh, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Thanks, guys. See you guys.